0: Let's stand and give God some praise this morning. Aren't you glad that you came into the house of the Lord this morning? I was glad when they said it to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Let's worship with fellow believers, giving him praise, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the Prince of peace. Father, thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to be able to worship you, the privilege to be able to be in the presence of the King. Thank you, Father God, for sending your son Jesus shed his blood so that we can walk into your presence boldly before the throne and worship you, Father. Thank you, Father. We worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He patented the raging sea. My God, he Calls of victory, yeah. there's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. We're gonna shout out of your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We're gonna shout out of your praise. We shout out your praise. We sing to the God who heals. We sing to the God who saves. We sing to the God who always makes a way. Cause he hung upon that cross and he rose up from that grave. My God still rolling souls away of the Lord, there's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet, we're gonna shout out your praise, there's joy in the house of the Lord, our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet, we're gonna shout out your praise, we shout out your praise. Cause we were the beggars Now we're royalty We were the prisoners Now we're running free We are forgiven Oh, accepted And redeemed by His grace Let the house of the Lord sing praise We were the beggars Now we're royalty We were the prisoners now we're running free we We are are forgiven forgiven, forgiven, accepted or redeemed by his grace let the house of the lord seek praise there's joy in the house of the lord there's joy in the house of the lord today and we won't be quiet we're gonna shout out your praise there's joy in the house of the lord Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. gonna shout out your praise. Oh, we're gonna shout out your praise. Cause we were the beggars. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. Now we're running free. We are forgiven accepted or redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. We were the beggars, but now we're royalty. We were the prisoners, now we're running free. We are forgiven and accepted or redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. Of the Lord, there's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet. We're gonna shout out of your praise, there's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We're gonna shout out of your praise, there's joy in the house of the Lord, there's joy in the house of the Lord today, and we won't be quiet gonna shout out your praise there's joy in the house of the lord our god is surely in this place we won't be quiet we're gonna shout out your praise we shout out your praise shout out your praise aren't you glad that you're in the house of the lord this morning Oh. Walking around these walls And I thought by now they'd fall But you have never felt me yet Oh Waiting for change to come, knowing the battles won, for you have never felt me yet. singing again, walking around these walls. I thought by now they'd fall, but you have never failed me. Yet. Oh, waiting for change to come, knowing the battles. Oh, you have never felt me yet. Oh, your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. Who oh, I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. Never fail, I know the night won't last. Oh, your word will come to pass. Oh, my heart will sing your praise again. Oh Jesus, you're still here. Now. Oh, keep me within your love. And my heart will sing your praise again. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You never failed me. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands This is my confidence you never felt me yet. Never fail me yet. And you never will, never will oh do hands and I believe I see you do it again you made a way where there was no way I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never fed me. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my comfort. Never failed me yet. I never will forget that you've never failed me yet, and I never will forget that you've never felt me yet. i seen you move you Move the mountains And I believe I, I see you do it again You made a way Where there was no way And I believe I see you do it again Seen you move, you move the mountains. And I believe I see you do it again. You've made a way where there was no way, and I believe I see you do it again. I've seen you move, you move the. And I believe I'll see you do it again. You Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence You never fail me, yet. and I never will forget that you've never failed me yet worthy of every song you'd ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every prayer we could ever bring. We live for you. Oh, 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 Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one. Who could ever say, worthy of every prayer we could ever breathe? We live for you, live for you. And hold, there is no one like, there is none beside. You opened up my eyes in one show me who you are and fill me with your heart and leave me in your love to those around me and hold me. There is no one like you. There is none beside you. You opened up my eyes in wonder. Show who you are and fill me with your heart and leave me in your love to those around me. Worthy of every song we could ever sing, worthy of all the praise ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you oh, oh, oh. Jesus, the name above every other name Jesus, the only one who could ever say Worthy of every prayer we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. Cause you're holy. There is no one like you. There is none beside you. You opened up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fear with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me and holy there is no one like you there is none beside you you opened up my eyes in wonder show me who you are and fill me with your heart and Oh! So- I There is no one light, there is none beside You open up my eyes and wonder and show me who you are. And fill me with your heart and lean in your love to those who... Oh, tell him he's holy. No, holy there is no one like you there is none beside you you opened up my eyes well oh, tell him he's holy and holy there is no one like you there is none beside you you opened up my eyes oh he's holy and holy there is no one like you. There is, there is none, none beside, beside you. Open up my eyes when oh, show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. And hold me. there is no There is none beside you, opened up my eyes in wonder, and praise is yours and the praise is yours you're the one we bow before reigning over us as we lift you up you will reign forevermore and the praise is yours and the praise is yours. You're the one we bow before, reigning over us as we lift you up. You reign forevermore. We'll sing again. And the praise is yours. And the praise is yours. You're the one we bow before, reigning over us as we lift You up. You will reign forever. Your throne, who can know your glory? So high above, yet slain for us, you Lord. and the praise is yours, and the praise is yours, you're the one we bow before, reigning over us, as we lift you up, you will reign forevermore. To come, God of every moment, forever crowned, exalted now. You Lord holy, and the praise is yours. And the praise is yours one we bow before, reigning over us as we lift you up, you will reign forevermore, and the praise is yours, and the praise is yours, you're the one we bow before. over us. As we lift you up, you will reign forevermore. Oh, glory and praise, power and strength, And worthy is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Glory and praise and power and strength. And worthy is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah.
1: take a moment at this time before the worship team goes on with one of the things that we strive to do on Sunday morning during our service time is to take time to corporately pray together. I love it that we have a prayer room. We have those who are feel a call to be a part of the prayer ministry team but the church we need to pray together and God is answering prayer just last week Tiger led us in prayer for the lit crew that was headed back from Alabama North Alabama and we prayed for safety on the road and all of that just laughing.
0: We heard it. We was listening.
1: <laughs> we had it on. <clears throat> they were listening to the service, and and a few hours later, you may have seen the post online. They felt something was wrong, and they got out. And the tires, which are not that old at all, one of them had developed an egg on the side, was about to blow, and they were. God just gave them safety. For for on Wednesday nights we've taken most of the end of our Wednesday nights for the last year and a half praying corporately for different things. One of the things that we've prayed for has been that that God would raise up righteous voices in our nation. Those who hear the Lord have a have a heart for God, that God would raise up influential people that would have a righteous voice. And brothers and sisters, I don't know if you realize what took place this past week was an act of God. If you don't know the story behind the scenes, and there's a story, the power brokers that be that have been controlling things, there, there was an agenda that was so deep and evil, it was unreal. And God just put a halt to it. And out of nowhere, we get a vote for a Louisiana senator who is not only a constitutional lawyer, he's a scholar in that area, but he is considered by the left ultra conservative and is knows the Bible has a relationship with God and the first thing he does as elected speaker is gather others to the house floor and bow in prayer and begin to pray it it was an amazing thing to watch I sat there watching it and I watched it and I thought I have not watched anything like this since like 9-11, you know. I said, because what I'm seeing right now is on the balloting process, the first one, he only had 24 ballots. And the ones that were in power and that were being pushed were three, four times ahead of him. And God just turned that thing, and a unanimous vote comes through on on the Republican side and next thing you know, Mike Johnson's in, in Speaker of the House. We've been praying, and God's answering prayer. I'm not saying he's the savior of the world. He's not the. He's not perfect in, but he knows the Word of God. He's a Christian. He's very outspoken and, uh, in that area. And I said, we now have someone who's second to the president. In his position, the house speaker. If something happens to the president, vice president, the house speaker of the house becomes president. I'm just telling you, God has answered that prayer. I said, Lord, I'm sitting here watching this play out and you have taken somebody from so forth. They had these many above you. They all, and here he comes. I said thank you lord that you can still answer prayer even in the halls of washington dc again he's not the savior he can't make everything perfect there's only one who's perfect and there's only one savior and that's jesus christ but i'm so thankful for men and women of god in places of influence who Allow their relationship with Christ to be seen and, and and not boastfully but humbly. And so I want us to take a, a moment here and then we'll continue in worship for a few more moments. But I want us to pray for the nation of Israel again. The spirit of anti Semitism that some of you have been here a while you know I've taught on this before it's a spirit it is spreading like a virus around the world and the sad thing is we're seeing it here in the United States in unprecedented manner and we need to pray The Bible says pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for its peoples. Pray for its leaders. Already there's alliances being formed against that nation. But God is about to show his right arm on behalf, the strength of his right arm on the behalf of his people. I'm telling you, you're about to watch prophecy be fulfilled and the enemy knows it and he hates it and he's stirring up anyone he can find that would speak violence against the only democratic country in the Middle East. So can we pray right now? Pray first of all for the leadership of that nation, the political leadership, the military leadership. Pray for the protection and pray for the people and not just the Jewish people, but the Arab civilians who are innocently caught in the throes of of anti-Semitism, and hatred towards the Jews. And as I told you last week, that hatred is not just against the Jews. It is against God. It's a spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come together right now. In unity, we come. And Father, we know that you hear our cries, and we thank you for the answers to prayers that we're seeing almost instantaneously sometimes. But God, we lift up Israel to you as a nation, as a people. You have established it. You have decreed it to be. Therefore, God, it will not be erased from the face of the earth again. But God, his enemies have cried out and said, Let us gather together and let us wipe the remembrance of them from the face of the earth. Therefore, God, when they make that decree, they're doing so against you. Therefore, Lord, we lift up the political leaders and we pray for God unity among them. Where division has divided them for months and months and months. They're now united in purpose and cause. Father, I pray for the military leaders that are there. Father, I pray for any outside influence that's trying to exert pressure upon the leadership of Israel before, for their political gain. God, let Israel do what you've called them to do. Let their enemies be scattered, Lord God. Let them be taken from the earth. But we pray for conversions also, salvations to be taken place, Lord. For those, for when times of fear come upon, people's lives. They start searching for truth. And Father we pray for the believers in Israel and, and the Middle East who have influenced God that you would give them favor that they might introduce the people to Yeshua the Savior Lord God and that Father this would begin even be the seeds of revival that would break out across the Middle East Father. We thank you for your hand let your word go forth and let it be fulfilled. God, I, I pray for the, against the leadership that's coming against Israel. Father, even those here at home who are using their pulpits, if I can put it that way, to speak evil of, of that, what you're doing over there. Father, silence them. Silence them in the name of Jesus and let your glory be seen for god you said in these days that god you would do the, that you would fight the battles and that your hand you this is you that's doing it and that the nations of the earth would know that you are god your word says that father let it be done and let it be seen in our day we pray in Jesus name Amen. Worship team, bring us one more, one more time in the presence of the Lord, and then we're going to turn it over to our brother. Holy, holy
0: so holy, you are holy. all the Lord seated on his throne he was clothed in glory exalted I in the train of his would Oh it filled the temple And the angels gathered round him And they cried That you yeah. Majesty, Majesty, Your grace has found me just as I am, empty head but alive. Put a light in your hands Singing majesty Oh majesty Your grace has found me just as I am Empty handy. But life light in your head We're singing Majesty Oh, majesty Forever I am changed By your love In the presence Of your man.
1: Church, press in. Oh, majesty. Oh, majesty.
0: majesty. Sing majesty. Oh, majesty. You are majesty. Majesty. There is none like you. We're singing man Just see Oh man Just Lord, your grace is found me just as I am Empty handed in alive. Forever I am changed by your love Iniyama shata tati yamako di asi
2: shata tati yamako lodi aka Iniyama soteroda di yamako siti di yamako
1: Iniyama satti di yamako tia sa ah sa as sa e yamasa All right. Oh,
2: Racapasata la Cara de Dadiada la Cata. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. da da da
1: Holy Spirit would also say to us have I not told you time before and have you not seen it come to pass therefore this is not the time for fear and this is not the time for doubt but this is the time for faith for I have planted within you and I am releasing inside of you faith beyond measure faith beyond anything you've experienced as you get into my word and you take time in my presence that faith will begin to exponentially grow and you will find yourself thinking in ways that are not your ways but ways that belong to me and you will see things not in the way that you have seen them before but you will see them as I see them and you will not look at things and say that's impossible but you will look at things and say that is with God all things possible God is working God is at work even now in you the Lord would say He is working at you in a way that you cannot imagine if you could take snapshot right now since I see it that's like the like a scroll like a video that's being played back to a year ago and look at your lives the Holy Spirit saying you cannot see it you do not recognize it but already I'm at work and I am doing things and now speed forward to where we are now and look at the change that I have brought and I feel like the Spirit of the Lord is saying that you're going to see an acceleration There is going to be an acceleration in the spirit for those that are obedient, those that are hungry, those who will press in. You are going to see me do a work that is beyond anything that you can even imagine. For I am not looking for the talented, necessarily. I am not looking for those who hold high positions, necessarily. But I am looking for those who will humble themselves before me and call upon me. And I will pour into them, that out of them may flow rivers of living water. That they might become conduits of my spirit, because there is a work to be done in this time and age for fear is gripping the land and in the time of fear faith begins to stand out for those who are full of faith are able to pick up small stones and a sling and stand before giants and watch them be brought down There is a call for those who will say this is my time. This is my hour that my God would be able to use me and I will step forth and I will take the little that I have and in his name I will boldly go and I will speak his name for the power of his name causes demons even to tremble. father let this be the hour i hear all the time people say i I wish i lived in the days of the bible god these are the greatest days for the church you are releasing You are releasing an anointing, an unction, a boldness upon people who have been quiet and timid and reserved. Suddenly, there's a suddenly taking place. Suddenly, God is releasing upon you His presence his word but it comes by spending time with him locked in that secret place beholding his face hearing his word that which he shows to you in secret he will may be, make it known openly thank you father what you're doing in our time and we praise you we praise you now Father so many times we've prayed we pray again today let your purpose come let your kingdom come and your will be done in this place in each and every person here who will open their hearts to you and say Lord I am an open book Have your way in me. We pray this in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
2: Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
0: these
1: Some people might be watching or be in here for the first time and thinking, What's going on? Why wasn't why, why we getting on with things? But you know, there are in heaven right now, there are creatures around the throne who cry out day and night without stop Holy, holy, holy is the Lord! Holy, holy, holy. They just and I just sense that kind of moment right now that we've been in. There's there's a revelation of His holiness and His worthiness and His power and authority being revealed to us even now. Father, we just thank You and we just praise You. We love coming together and we love when You come and enthrone Yourself In the midst of your people, Lord God, in the midst of their worship and praise, you come and we give you all glory and honor because you are worthy. You are worthy, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to make a real short transition right now. I'm, get, I'm going to ask Brother Jason to come in just a moment. I want to thank you for being here. You can be seated. If, you, if you've if you missed the last two nights, uh, especially last night, I mean, whew, man. I said, you're ready. You get ready. God's going to get... <laughs> I, I feel... I woke up this morning, and I honestly, when I woke up, Brother Jason, I, I said... Oh, man, I'm so full. I said, it's Monday. I actually thought it was Monday because after Sunday, I'm like so full from the Holy Ghost, you know, and I just was like, it's Monday. I'm full. And then I went, I oh, don't know, it's Sunday. I said, I could get, get ready to, to eat again. I'm getting ready to to be in the presence of the Lord again. I know that sounds strange, but that, that actually happened to me this morning. I usually know when it's Sunday. If you're the preacher, you ought to know when it's Sunday, right? I used to When I was a young preacher, I used to have a nightmare over and over again that I went to the church on a Saturday to prepare and found everybody in the congregation sitting there waiting on me because it was actually Sunday you wouldn't understand it, but I'm telling you, I had that, I had that dream for like two years when I started at church and, and I would wake up, (laughs) my wife said, again, again, you had that dream again. (laughs) So praise the Lord. Anyway, um, Uh, I just want one word tonight. We are having service at 6 o'clock tonight. And then uh, as far as uh, offerings this morning, I mentioned it earlier, but for those who may have not been here, um, the boxes that are on the back wall, um, the the app that we have, uh, the text to give, that is for your tithes and your offering, your tithes that belong to the Lord, okay? Um, They're not your tithes. They're the Lord's tithes, and you simply are the steward of that. And so we have four different ways that you can give, the text to give, the app, the website or by just using the boxes back there the last couple nights we've used the boxes for the offering for uh brother jason and and his family their ministry um so this morning tithes and offerings the tithes go in the box if you have an offering or something that you would like to bless um their ministry with at, at the towards the end and i know what time it is already but there are ushers that will be at the back door that will have an offering bag. And that anything that goes in those offering bags will be for them. And then tonight we'll use the boxes again for blessing them, okay? And, and again, there is a place on the app if you have the app. In fact, we're getting ready to update it. It's going to be a lot easier to even use. Uh, but there is a drop-down menu uh, right there. And it defaults to tithes and offerings. But if you hit the menu, the next one down right there, we've moved it up there. It says Offering Jason Beard. And so if you give that way online or if you put Offering and put Jason in the notes, then we'll make sure that every every penny of that goes to them. If you're writing a check, make it out to Life Church because we'll write them one check. And, and uh, uh, we want to bless them in their ministry brother jason i know i'm just going to tell you brother you have liberty to say and do whatever god wants you to do this morning i know there's a clock back there but ask these people i don't watch it (laughs) and so come on whatever lord puts on your heart this morning
3: brother So I'm going to go ahead and say this. Be released. Go home. Do what you want to do. Because we're not going to worry about the clock. So when you need to leave, leave. I understand we have children in the back or wherever they are. And when you need to go get your children, go get your children. Do what you need to do. Your moving around is not going to bother the Holy Spirit. Okay? I'm privileged to get to travel to nations where they believe that no matter the size of the speaker, and I don't mean the person, I mean the speaker, you tweak it till it squelches and you pull it one little bar down. And in America, if the sound system squelched, we would say the Holy Ghost was offended. I've been in multiple services where the sound system squelched and the Holy Ghost was not offended. I'm just letting y'all know. Okay, because what happens is is when the sound man leaves the sound where he's sitting, someone else is going to walk up and tweak it some more. And it's going to squelch again. And guess what? The Holy Ghost didn't leave then either. Okay? So we just welcome the presence of God, Father, and we just come alongside what you're doing this morning, and we say yes and amen. So God, speak to our hearts Change us, God, conform us to your image, to the image of your Son. In your image, we were created, God. So, in that image, we want to become every day more like you. That is our heart's cry in this place this morning, God. The very fiber of our beings, the very essence of who we are, is the yearning to be like you. In action, in word, in deed, in thoughts, in all that we say and do to bring honor and glory to the name of the Father, that the Father would be glorified upon this earth, that our lives would be lived in such a way that there is honor brought to your name. Jesus, we love you. Spirit of the living God, we adore you. Father, we welcome your presence and your spirit and all that comes with you. Everything that is in the presence of the king that you desire to do in this place, God, we fully surrender over to you. We fully give ourselves. We fully give our emotions to you. And we ask you, God, move upon our hearts. Don't leave us to our own devices. We're not yearning for a revival that has happened in the past. We're not yearning for meetings we've had in the past. We're yearning for what you have for us today. The very essence that's coming from the throne of God today. We want to catch the beat that's coming from the throne. God, we want to catch the verbiage that's coming out of your throne this morning. That which you have for your people We are your people, the sheep of your pastures, God, and we bow our hearts and humble ourselves under the mighty hand of the Lord that he may exalt us in due time. So God, give us ears to hear and hearts to receive what the Spirit of God is saying to the church today, to us today, to us as families today. In Jesus' name. The same Holy Ghost that's in this room. It's the same Holy Ghost that Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Is that what the word says? In the beginning, what did God do? He created something. He spoke into nothing and created everything. That is what our God does. He takes that which is formless and void, and he makes something amazing out of it. He takes that which is you and I which have no hope, and he gives us hope. That is what the, the presence of God does. But verse 2 tells us, and the earth was without, it was wasted waste and a void, right? It was without form, and it was a void, and darkness was all over the face of the deep. And what was happening? What does the last part of that verse say? It's up there. What was the Spirit of God doing? The Spirit of God was moving, and today the Spirit of God is moving. The Spirit of God is at work. My brother said it a moment ago, do not be in fear. We've got to come out of fear and get back in faith and trust the presence of God. I understand there are wars, there are rumors of wars, and there are earthquakes, and there's pestilence, but guess what? Jesus said, look up for your Redeemer draweth nigh. He didn't say get afraid. He said, I'm close to coming back. That's what he said, look up, your Redeemer draweth nigh. I don't know when he's coming, but I do know this, he is coming. I don't know the day, the hour, but I know a season, and I believe we're in a season when the King of glory is going to come back. Who is the King of glory? He's the Lord strong and he is not a weak God. Your grandmama's little precious Carrie cabinet over there with her little precious moments, little figurines, that's not the Jesus I serve. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the radiance of the glory of the Father. He is the bright and morning star. He is the Prince of Peace. He's the everlasting Father. He is the Lord of glory. And I'm telling you, he is still Emmanuel, God with us. And the same God that is with us is still with Israel. He is still with those people. They are his people. He didn't move off of them. Don't you buy into that teaching? They are still the people of God. Yes, we were grafted in, but they were the first chosen. And I don't know what it is about Jerusalem that he loves, but he loves it. He did. He put his name. That is his city. And he is still Emmanuel, and he is still God with us. He is the Adonai Eloheinu. He is the only begotten. He exists in and of himself. So when we talk about Jerusalem, we talk about Israel, I have a special place in my heart because my great-grandfather was a Jew. He came over speaking Yiddish as a child. They tell me I can go to the Israeli consulate and I can get a passport. I've never done it. Because I go into nations that frown upon that. I don't really want that tied to me just yet. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm not ashamed of my heritage at all. I am a Gentile slash little bit of Israeli blood in me, but listen to me, I was grafted in by Jesus. The blood. The blood. The same Spirit of God that moved over the face of the deep in Genesis 1, verse 2, is the same Spirit of God that dwells inside of us. If the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells inside of you, he will quicken your mortal body if his Spirit dwells in you. Right? But verse 3 of Genesis 1, Genesis 1, verse 3, what does it say? And then God said, verse 2, he was moving. He was fluttering. He was stirring something, and then he spoke. This morning, we've been feeling the stirrings of God. Listen for his voice. I'm telling you, I'm being very serious right here. This is the Bible. God operates the way he has operated in the past, and if he's done it in the past, he's prone to do it again. Amen? Genesis 1, what did he say? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, darkness covered over the face of the deep, and and what was happening? The Spirit of God was hovering. He was getting ready to do something that the Father was about to say. We are feeling the stirring. Many of you in this room, you are feeling the winds of change in your life. You're feeling that that wind blowing. You don't know which way to step. Some of you have been feeling it for years. And you're going, how long, God, are you going to hold here? How long am I in this holding pattern? How long am I going to stay here? God, God, what are you up to? Be still and know that he is God and he is working. I know this for a fact that if you're going through things and it hadn't turned for your good yet, God is still at work. That's what the Bible says. He is working for my good. Well, brother, you just don't know what I'm going through. Hang on, joy comes in the morning. Come on, hang on. You gotta learn how to hang on for a minute. You gotta learn how to hang in there and trust God even when everybody else has abandoned you. I'm not saying you're Job, but some of us feel like we're going through stuff like Job. But Job was a man of righteousness. Let's start there. If you're going through stuff and you're a person of righteousness, come on, let's grab a hold of right here and let's keep trusting God. You've been believing for your grandchildren, your children, your, 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 your business, whatever it is you're believing God for, don't stop. I'm here to encourage you in these services. Don't stop believing in the presence of God. Look, I have been in nations. I've been in, in Vietnam now eight times, and I've been in, in, in places where you're, you're underground and you're hiding and you're preaching and you're doing the kingdom of God, and all of a sudden you realize God is not stopped by walls. Doesn't matter where we're meeting. I've been in, in, in places where they sewed, uh, y'all know the deer corn bags that we use, those bags? They sew them together, and they make a tarp out of them to keep the sun off of you while you're in service, off the children, off of the the families because it's so hot the children just begin to pass out. So they'll sew these little bags together and and you're standing. God is not stopped by those bags. He's not looking for a building that's beautiful to come inside. Let me tell you what he's looking for. He's looking for a heart to come inside and abide in and move upon and do something. And I'm telling you this morning, God's been in these services. God's been moving this morning. It was amazing. It, it has been amazing, and it's still amazing. But as he's stirring, you better get let- better get ready to listen because he's going to speak to those that are listening. That is the way the word of God is. You go back and you study these guys that heard God, that were moved by God, and watch what happened in their lives. There was an encounter and God spoke. There was something, and he mentioned it a moment ago, and suddenly, I encourage you, go read your Bible and do a word study on the and suddenly's of the Bible. In the middle of all of it, God is at work and God is moving. This morning, this morning, Something personal happened in this room that nobody will know about except maybe my wife or my children. I have a song in my playlist that I've had in there for years. That song we sang, You Are Holy, Holy Lord of All. I've never been in a service where they actually sang it in the service, but it is in my worship, my my prayer prayer list. If I'm in my prayer room praying, that song is in my prayer list. Playlist, thank you. It's in yeah, it's in that thing. It's in my Spotify playlist. And I love it. It just takes me. And whenever he started, y'all know how certain songs just kind of you you into that thing. Here's the thing about songs what is the Holy Ghost in today? What does he want to hear today? What's he wanting from you today? You know how sometimes we come in here and we get all excited and man, it's it's just getting it, and we're dancing, and the next time we come in, it's just soft and somber and everybody's laid out. What is the Holy Ghost into? What is he wanting from you? Does he want him worship? Does he want him praise? What is he want? You've got to hear what the Spirit of God is saying, and they're gonna to follow what to their best ability, the same way you have to do at home. Okay? The Spirit of God is moving for those that are listening. The Spirit of God is speaking for those that are listening. I'm trying to tell you this morning, you're needing insight, you're needing revelation, listen, be still, and know that he is God. Stop waiting on a man or woman of God to walk up to you and give you a word. If somebody gives you a word from God and God has not already begun to speak to you, you better put that thing over there somewhere. If it doesn't line up with what you're already feeling, you better put it somewhere else. If it does not 100% line up with the word of God, you throw the whole thing out. Just telling you, there are people, they live their whole lives off of words that men and women of God gave them. And then they end up in trouble going, but God said... God does not tell men to divorce their wives to go marry another woman. Does not do it. I've had several people tell me, God told me to leave her and go marry her. That was not God. That is not the way God works. He hates divorce, he still hates divorce, period. Well, she wasn't serving Jesus. I'm telling you the Bible says God hates divorce. Women, if your husband is not loving Jesus today, The preacher is not your answer. You're your own answer. Go read Peter. Go live the lifestyle in front of your husband so that he will see what God's doing in you and be drawn to it. Are we here this morning? What does Revelation chapter 3 say? Revelation chapter 3 verse 12. He that overcometh, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out thence no more, and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem which comes down out of heaven from my God and mine own new name. That first part of that verse, what does it say right there? He that does what? Jesus said, he that overcomes to the end shall be. Okay, so he that that overcame... And how do you overcome? By the blood of the lamb, by the word of your testimony, and you love not your life even when faced with death. Okay? How do we overcome? By the blood of Jesus. Let me just say it again. There's no other way by which you can be saved. There's only one name. In whatever language you want to cry it out, doesn't matter to me. He's holy. And he that overcome, serving the holiness of heaven, that love not your life even when faced with death, to that person I'm going to make you a pillar in the temple of my God. I don't have a pillar, but what I do have is a four-by-four post. It's about the right size for a deer stand. Would you agree this is a four-by-four post? what can it be used for? All kinds of things. Not at this length, it's kind of limited, but if it was an eight foot or 10 foot or 16 foot, what could it be used for? Building all sorts of things and holding all sorts of things up. What does a pillar do? It supports. I'm gonna make him a support. Where? In the temple of my God. You know what God is trying to bring the church into today? That right there. You know what He's trying to make out of you today? something that is strong and mature, something that has said no to the things of the world and yes to Jesus, something that he can build upon. And upon this that he told Peter, it wasn't upon Peter, but it was upon the declaration of Peter, that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Guess what he's also doing? He's building something that gates of hell cannot prevail against. It's called you and I. Go read the book of Ephesians. It was his good pleasure, I believe it's chapter 3, verse 10, to show, show forth the manifold wisdom of God through the church to the enemies of God. Well, who's the enemies? Satan and all of his the fallen angels that are with him. Okay? And those that they've influenced. That's the enemies of God. Who does he want to display his wisdom and his strength and his power through? You and I. Who's he going to display it to? That that which is contrary to his kingdom. In his kingdom, in the kingdom of God, God is trying to bring you and I into maturity. But I'm going to be honest with you this morning. We have pastors all over the nations and all over America that have not stepped into maturity. We have preachers preaching today that God didn't even call. This is in the kingdom of God, there is not a see a need, feel a need. In the kingdom of God, there's a be led by the Holy Ghost, and that's it. Just because you see something doesn't mean you give to that. You better hear from heaven because you might be giving into demonic kingdom stuff. Well, it looks right. Well, well, but did the Holy Ghost say? Because you're going to stand before God and give account for every little red penny that came through your your hands, and you're going to give an account for what you did with it. Where did you give it? What did you tie yourself to by your giving? What did you tie yourself to by your, your blessings upon that? And I'm telling you today, we've got so much false out there that you better be led by the Holy Ghost. Amen, I agree too. Look at Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2, look at verse 1. Actually, for the sake of time, we're not going to look at verse 1. We're going to skip down. Look at verse 9. Galatians chapter 2, look at verse 9. What does it say? They were perceived, I'm catching this in the middle, you can go back and read it later, but because of time, I'm gonna catch this in the middle of this. I'm not taking these verses out of context. You can go back and read it. Because if there's something preachers are notorious for, it's taking a couple of scriptures and making it say what they want it to say, okay? Let's pick this up in the middle, and it says, and when they perceived that the grace was given unto me and James and Cephas and John, those who were reputed to be what? Pillars. They were reputed to give to be known as pillars. And they gave unto me and Barnabas what? The right hand of fellowship that we should go into the Gentiles and they unto the circumcision. Y'all see my post? What was Peter known to be? That right there. Something that holds the church up. What was James, Peter, James, and John, what are they known for? Being with Jesus. In being with Jesus, they learned how to do something. They learned how to operate like Jesus. They learned how to be like Jesus. Because when he left, and the Pharisees, they were standing in front of the Pharisees, they said, there's one thing about these men. They had been with Jesus. And being with Jesus, they were transformed into something amazing. And they were known to be pillars in the church. Is that what it says? Are y'all with me this morning? So how are you known? I'm asking you. How are you known today? How does the church around us in Lafayette know you? How does your family know you? Are you known as something that's stable in the kingdom of God? Something that God's building something amazing upon? Because let me tell you what this local church needs. I'm talking to this church right here, this fellowship, this assembly of people, believers of God. What we need is men and women who are strong that God can build on. Not wishy-washy, not trying to follow every, every wind of doctrine and, and every new prayer of Jabez that comes around and every new you know, courts of heaven thing that comes around and, oh, here we go over here. Oh, here we go over here. Oh, let's get back to the word of God. Let's get back to the word of God. I'm all about the prayer of Jabez because it's in the Bible. I'm all about some courts of heaven stuff, but man, we the church, we follow every little thing out there and we get so distracted and God wants us to come back and be something stable that he can build on. A rock. I will build my church upon the foundation that he is the Christ, the son of the living God, and on that foundation of the apostles and the prophets and all of our forebears that have gone before us and that preached the gospel, that lived the gospel, that gave their lives, that's what we're building on. You're not in this by yourself. You're in this because God called you, but you've got to grow up into more than what we are. Because, see, this, this, if you will, pillar can hold some things, but nothing like a piece of iron the same size, right or wrong. That steel beam that's behind that paint right there is holding this building up. That 4x4 four four could not hold what that thing's holding. God wants us to grow into something that holds more than what we're holding now. We need need men and women of God who can stand in those doors out there and when people begin to walk in, man, just the Holy Ghost starts speaking through them. You just start, and it starts out here in the parking lot and by the time people come, let's go read uh, 1 Corinthians 12 through 14 and watch what happens in the church. It's not just about tongues coming out in the interpretations. That's awesome, but we need more than that. We need the prophecy thing happening, and I don't mean where somebody stands and prophesies. I mean where that personal thing of knowing where you were last night and what was going on and what God says about it. But in order to be in that and to do that, we got to grow up. But do y'all see that verse where they were reputed? They were. It was. It was known to be that they were pillars in the church. Do y'all see that? Okay, let's skip down. Look at verse fourteen. But when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, I said unto Cephas, that's Peter. Before them all. If thou being a Jew livest as the Gentiles and does and not as thou do the Jews, how compellest thou the Gentiles to live as the Jews? What's happening here? If you'll finish reading those verses, you're gonna find that Paul comes in and rebukes Peter because when the Gentiles were around, Peter wouldn't eat with them, and he acted like one thing around the Jews and another thing around the Gentiles. You can go back and read it. But it started with saying James, Cephas, and John who were known as being pillars in the church and then he goes into talking about what they wouldn't do around certain believers. They wouldn't even eat with them because the other Jews over here, the Pharisees would see them and the ridicule would come and all the persecution would come so in order to avoid all that, I'm just not going to eat with y'all. I'm going to act like something that I'm not. I'm going to say one thing and act another way. And in the church today, we have the same problem. We act one way on Sunday, and we're something completely different Monday through Friday, except for a couple of hours on Wednesday if we show up. Y'all heard the, the phrase and the statement that a chain is only as strong as the weakest link? Y'all know what that means? If you've ever been stuck in a mud hole and put a chain on something, you found out what that meant. Being the redneck that I am, that happens from time to time. Or you go to pull a tree over when you go in to cut it, it. Whatever you're pulling it with is only as strong as the weakest part of what you're using. I've snapped many a rope that I thought was strong when I was winching it and pulling it, trying to pull that tree. So when I cut it, it would go where I wanted it to go. And something happened. It snapped. Ah! You take off trying to because now you're in a bind because you done started cutting. Oh man, no wind. Go Jesus, help us, help us, help us. And you're running, right? The church is only as strong as you are. The church is only as strong as you are. I'm not talking about your neighbor, the person next. I'm talking about you. Every individual in this place. The church of the living God And this local assembly of believers is only as strong as you are. What do you appear to be? Because your family knows the truth. You come in here and we act like we're something, man. We, we just smile and we greet everybody. And somebody's kids looks at you and goes, man, I wish my daddy was like you. But your kids look at you and go, you don't want a daddy like my daddy. Because they know the real you. It's one thing to come in here and lay on the floor and shout hallelujah and say amen. It's another thing to walk out of here and live everything you said in here. It's one thing to come in here and, and to act like I love my wife and put my arm around and, and embrace her, and it's another thing to go out there. And as soon as we get in the car, we begin to argue and fight. I leave from in here singing, you are holy, and the next thing I know, I got, I got Travis Tritt or whoever, country singer, rap singer, playing on my radio in my car. And we call ourselves people of God? First thing we do when we get home, flip on the TV to see what the score is. We've got people in the church that know more about football and baseball than we know about the Word of God. And you think you're going to be okay. You think you're going to make it to heaven. You think it's all, well, you know, I cried a tear and said a prayer, and I got baptized. Yeah, but the God of your heart is what you're into. What are you serving? Because, see, we appear to the church Right here. Did anybody ever work or do you work in uh, restaurants and serving people in, in, in that arena? What's the worst day of the week? To be, to be serving tables Sunday. Why? Because that's when you and I go and we don't tip. We not only don't tip, but we are most... Ornery's a good word. Thank you. Yeah, I was going a little different. <laughs> Ornery. That's a pastor's heart for you. Y'all pray for me. I'm not quite there yet. When we show up, and especially, you know, 10, 15 years ago when we all dressed like me and had suits on, and the t- everybody knew us when we walked into the restaurant, Right? Oh, here they come. Church of so-and-so just got out. Oh, here come the other groups. Oh, I'm not, I'm not even going to name them. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And so in order to get there first, we started changing our service times. Getting out at 1250. Then the other church across town learned what we were doing, so they let them out at 1245. Now there's churches that are letting out at 1235 to let their people be the first one to the restaurants. It's ridiculous. Why does God move overseas? Why, why does it seem like the pillars are being formed over there? Because my, one of my churches over my main church over there, their first service is at 4: 30 this morning. They let out at eight o'clock, and they go home, they come back at nine o'clock. Then they go to two o'clock, and then they come back at five o'clock, and they go until. Oh, y'all, my longest service over there was 13 hours. No bathroom break. And every man in here went, Jesus, I can't do that. I can't either, unless the grace of God's on it. No bathroom, no stop, no nothing, 13 hours. Let's get it, Jesus. Jesus, what you hunger for is what you're gonna get. What, you're, what is you becoming right here? Come on. What are we becoming? We're supposed to be coming pillars, something that God can build a church on. I'm not telling you your pastor is leaving today. I'm not telling you he's leaving tomorrow, but there will come a day when he will leave. It's going to happen. What kind of foundation, what kind of church has been built? Well, whatever he, no, 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 no. It's not on him, it's on us. We know better. You know the word. Many of you know it as well as I do, if not better. You know the things that the Bible says, but yet, what are we becoming? Have we become so laxadaisical that we just we're good with just coming in here and feeling God and doing and and having our little bit and having somewhere for our children to go and and our youth group and man, man, brother Tiger, he's doing an awesome job and I, I'm gonna let my kids, man, I want to get underneath him and get what's coming out of him and oh, it's great, it's good, but. That's the end of it. I'm gonna do my little bit and I'm gonna go home. That's not the way I read the Bible. When I read the book of Acts, man, they were all involved. It was all about purpose, it was all about destiny, it was all about what can we do for the kingdom of heaven. Oh, I can't, I, I'm going to sell something. I'm going to give it so we can help some poor people. Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I mean, oh, Jesus, oh, God, help us. Oh, man. You want to be blessed? Then you got to be a blessing. You want righteousness? and You got to sow seeds of righteousness. You want seeds of, of I mean, you want blessings coming at you? You got to plant some seeds of blessings. I'm about to tell you a story. It's a true story. It actually happened in your parking lot about four years ago, next month. I don't even think I've told you. At the time, someone was sending us uh, really nice shoes, athletic shoes, and we were giving them to people all over. And you know, we brought a truckload of shoes down here. My son Judah and I met you right outside, right or wrong. It was December because he was out of Christ for the Nations. It was his first year, so I know it was almost four years ago. We pulled out from underneath your overhang right here, went across town to see Brother David Miller, a friend of mine, and we met with him in his office. We got up to leave. As we're leaving, my phone is ringing. Now, let me pause the story. Two days before was a Tuesday. We'd had a prayer meeting After the prayer meeting, I'm standing in my bathroom brushing my teeth. Yeah, I brush my teeth too. I know some of y'all don't think so in that prayer line. Y'all probably don't think I ever brush my teeth. I actually do. I did this morning just for you. I'm standing in my bathroom brushing my teeth, talking to my wife as we're getting ready for bed because we have a rule. In our house, we don't go to bed unless we brush our teeth together. That way we go to bed at the same time. Are y'all with me? That's just our house, my wife and I. In fact, I get in trouble if I get up in there and start putting my toothpaste on my toothbrush. You, you didn't say anything. Here she comes. Yes, ma'am, I'm sorry. I'm brushing my teeth, and we're discussing. We have a uh, Nissan Armada at the time, and it was just falling apart. We was having all kinds of trouble with this vehicle. And I looked at her, and remember, I'm a man of faith, right? I looked at my wife, and I said, if God doesn't do anything by the end of the month... We're gonna have to do something. Two days later, I'm here. I'm gonna go across town, I get in my vehicle, my phone is ringing. My phone is going, I'm, I'm answering it. He's in the truck, he can attest. A man from North Louisiana calls and he says, hey, are you, are you in, a, in town, are you around Monroe somewhere? I said, no sir, I'm three and a half hours away from you but I'm headed back. Can you meet me at a car lot? My family and I just bought a vehicle for you. You don't believe me? That Nissan Armada sitting out there in front of Justin's red truck, there's a gray Nissan Armada, it's out there. God gave it to us. Are you hearing me? And I don't tell you that to, at all. I'll tell you that to encourage you, keep believing. Remember last night I told you, you gotta grow in your faith? I didn't have that kind of faith before. I didn't, I grew in it. I be, I'm becoming something that's a pillar, that people look at and go, what God did for him, he can do for me. We used to sing the old song, what God has done for others, he can do for me. I remember that old song? What is God, oh he's up to something, he sure is, and I'm gonna give him somewhere to build. I'm going to give him somewhere to land with whatever he's bringing because I've been giving. I don't have that kind of money. I have a big God. If you've got kids in college, you know how much it costs. We're going through Bible school, and it's expensive. I don't have that kind of money. My wife and I, years ago, when, I, when we saw our kids were getting ready, you know, it's, college is coming, what are we going to do? What did I tell you? We're gonna trust Jesus just like we've always trusted Jesus, and we're gonna give. Giving is our way out. You can ask her. We had this conversation. So we began to give more than we'd ever given in our life. And I don't make that kind of money, but we decided we're gonna give a third of our income away every year. It don't work on paper. I am more blessed today than I ever have been in my life, and I give more away today than I ever have in my life. Are you hearing me? Every one of my kids that went through Bible school, their semester was paid before they ever started. Every semester, even up to date. I got one in there right now. Her semester was paid before she went in August. It's only by Jesus does that happen. I'm the kind of person, I'm not going to tell you about my need until it's over. Because then I'm going to tell you what God did to meet the need without me telling you about my need. Because I have needs too. My family and I, we believe God all the time for things, man. Our vehicles break down. We're believing for vehicles right now, are we not? In fact, we, this last week we had this conversation in my house. My daughter and I, because y'all know how hard it is getting started in life. Right, 21, we've got this amount of money, we're working, we're working, we're working, and we can't afford anything. And it gets heavy on you sometimes, don't it? Does life heavy on you sometimes? I used to sit in the floor and weep because I had nowhere to go. We were in a rent house and had nowhere to go. Couldn't afford anything. Couldn't move, couldn't do anything. We were stuck. God help us. Two years. Two years. Two years I sat on that floor weeping and crying out to God because I, no, I have no recourse. I have nothing to do. Faith was growing in me. I, and I'm quoting scriptures, I'm living scriptures. He's born. Nine major diseases. Come here, Judah. I can see you. This guy right here, he's 22 now. Nine major diseases. I did not know, even know what an NICU unit was, I didn't even know it existed. They slapped him on the butt, and he didn't respond like he was supposed to. He was four pounds, 11 ounces, and eight days overdue. Nine. Four pounds. We spent the next month in the NICU, went through nine major diseases. I told that doctor, I said, doctor, do not name it, please. This is not a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. Every time they would name it, it moved to another part of his body. They finally sent us to LSU Shreveport, and we listened to them as they did a liver biopsy on him. They stuck a needle. It wasn't as big as my finger, but it sure looked like it. I could hear him screaming as an infant. There's nothing I can do but God. We get him home, then they tell us he's a syndrome baby. Not down, but something like down. He will never be normal. Well, he ain't normal, but it ain't from any of that stuff. Thank you, buddy. The same God who heals my children heals your children. The same God who provides my vehicles provides your vehicles. Everything I have is paid for. I am blessed, but it's all because of Jesus. I want you to be encouraged. You may not be there yet, but come on, let's grow into something. In five years, let's have a testimony of a story of where we came from and what we have become. And in 10 years, what we're growing into. And in 20 years, you look back and say, man, look at what God did. There's a better way. His name is Jesus, and I want you to be encouraged today. We've got to grow into something that God looks at and says, that's my child. Look at what my child is doing. Oh, that's, oh, come on. Jesus, Jesus, look at him. Come, Holy Ghost, we'll give him some more blessing. I'm super proud of him. That's the God I serve. If a daddy knows how to give his children good things, how much more so does the heavenly father? Brother, I am so done with this mentality that you and I can't be blessed. My grandfather was a Southern Baptist pastor for 48 years. He died poor because that was a time period where preachers can't have nothing. I mean, he, they, my grandmother is 97 years old and lives with my, with my parents. Had nothing, nothing. I'm done with that. I am a child of God. I am blessed by God and I will be a blessing. I am blessed. I will be blessed and I will be a blessing. My children, it is the will of God to leave my children an inheritance. The Bible says to leave them an inheritance to my children's children. Do you know how much it takes to get to the grandchildren? Come on, we got to break off this mentality. I'm looking around this room. I see things that need updating and doing. We're not looking for an outside source. We need the blessings to flow through us so we can give it to that box back there so we can do the stuff in here. I'm telling you, I will believe with you. If you will be obedient, what he just said, you'll be obedient to the word of God, do the things God has told you, and you give your tithe and your offering to the Lord, I'm telling you, you won't be able to withhold the blessings of God. That's the word. He's, I'm gonna open and I'm gonna pour it out on you. Well, here I am, God. I am obedient to the best of my ability. I am in the will of God. I am walking with God. I am in fellowship with God. I am giving to believers. I'm giving to non-believers. God, I'm giving wherever you tell me to give. I'm going to give, and I'm going to give, and I'm laying up treasure in heaven, but while I'm doing that, the blessings of God are on me. They're following me. You, I'm telling you, you I'm, the, y'all, the amount of money that we have to send overseas, I, I am on every watch list out there. I know I am. I know I am, because I send all kinds thousands and thousands of dollars to feed people, to feed widows, to feed orphans, to feed, to, to, to grow maize, to do the things, to build churches, to buy sheets of iron, to, do, to buy motorcycles for pastors. Let me tell you what happens when you take a man who walks almost 20 miles to church with his family and you put a $1,500 motorcycle under him, you just change his whole world. You're about to get in your vehicle, and you probably got another one at home. Most of my pastors, look, I had a conference just a few weeks ago. We had 1,200 pastors and leaders. There was three vehicles there, one of them was the one I bought. They don't have vehicles. They walk, but they preach the gospel. They live the gospel. They find people. They pray for them. Three days, my son went with one of the pastors. They went into 21 places. I didn't go praying for people seeing people, visiting people, being the gospel. That brother has put 11,000 miles a year on that little motorcycle. It's a 150. It won't go over 25 miles an hour, Judah. It's a 100, my bad. Phillips is a 150. His is a 100. I'm telling y'all, it's called a boxer. It's made in China, but there's thousands of them over there, and if they break down, they can fix them. Here he goes. It don't go much faster than this, does it? But he's going 11,000 miles every year. One of my main pastors in Vietnam just passed away. He was 77, and he would drive 12 hours on a motorbike to preach and stay overnight and drive right back 12 hours. What are you doing? We went to church. I'm happy you're here, but there's more. We need you to grow into a pillar telling you Lafayette needs you to grow into a pillar. Karen Crow needs you, your family needs you, we need you, the church needs you. Come on, Tom, it's, church, it's time to grow into more. Is anybody willing to step with me into more? We wanna operate in more? If you're gonna operate in more, you gotta operate in what you got now. If you don't operate in what you have now, you're not gonna operate in more, because you're not gonna get the more. If you're not faithful with that which is little, he cannot give you more. Brother, I'm going to be blunt and I'm going to hand it to you. You're welcome. If your finances are struggling, it's because you've not been faithful. Let's go back to the Bible. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. When he gave out the talents, he gave it to them in accordance with what they could handle. You want to handle millions? Then you got to handle the hundreds. Just hear me out. When that extra $100 bill hit your wallet, what would you do with it? Okay, let me say it this way. If God gave you $10,000, Tiger, I'm going to use you again because I feel like it's safe. Okay? $10,000 hits you right now. What you going to do? He's, he's going to tithe, and then you're going to pray about what to do? You're going to take care of bills. I know that. You're going to take care of situations. But are you going to pray about that? Yeah. Okay, then let's go to 100000 Yeah, this is on top of whatever you had. Like all of a sudden just hit you, somebody blessed you. Out of nowhere just blessed you. $100,000, what you going to do with it? He's going to pray about where to give. $10,000, what you going to do? Okay, $1,000? $1, $100? 10 At what point did you stop praying about what to give? What if it was 50 cents? Somebody gave you 50 cents. Are you going to stop and pray over about what to do with that 50 cents? No, man, I'm going to put it towards something. I can't do much with 50 cents. That's not the point. If God can't trust you with 50 cents, you think he's going to trust you with $100,000? Because at what point did you stop praying over what to do with it? Does that make sense? So I'm telling you right now, if you have lived year to year in struggle, in struggle, you better check and see where your heart really is. Because, listen to me, I've been in prayer line after prayer line, and people have come to me, and they said, I need a job, I need a raise, I need a..." and God gave it to them, and they pocketed all of it. When in the prayer line they said, I want God to bless me so I can give more. And if you've ever said that and you didn't give more, you better go back and give the more. Because you told God, if you bless me, I'm going to give. And I don't want your money, me personally. You go find somewhere where God says give it and give it to them. Okay? But listen to me. How can you increase if you can't be faithful with what you said? Do you know how many building programs we've had in churches where people committed to something and then never came through with what they committed? They're liars. So how many liars we got in this room? You committed to do something. You committed to help a missionary. You committed to do to help a, a neighbor, a family member, and you never did what you said you would do. And now you want God to bless you. I'm just asking you, look at yourself. You want to be a pillar? You want to be something strong, something amazing God can use? Then you've got to be faithful with what you said you would do. You want your finances blessed? Then you've got to be a giver. The way out of poverty is to give. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you what I know. All over the world, when those people that have nothing begin to give, brother, when I teach this here, all of a sudden cell phones just start appearing. Like they take their clothes and just put them up because they have nothing else to give. They bring in chickens and eggs and everything else because they have nothing. I've had, I have had was giving avocados the other day. because that's what they had. You be a giver, and God will bless you. I'm telling you, we got to grow into something and stop complaining. Church, I love you, and I honor you. My heart for you is is to see you prosper, to see you be in good health, to see you do the things of God, but I'm here to challenge you. I'm not against you. I am for you. I am not mad at you. I'm trying to encourage you, so I want you to receive it that way. I need you to grow into something amazing. This church needs you. We need renovations, therefore we need to be blessed. How many of us want to be blessed so we can be a blessing so we can make the the improvements that are needed here? We shouldn't need an outside influence. We need us to be blessed so that God can bless this thing and we can renovate for our pleasure and for God and to come in here and worship and not worry about leaks and everything else. And it needs to come out of our pocketbooks. And in order to do that, we gotta be blessed. And in order to be blessed, we're gonna give what little we can and let God return and God do. Y'all getting me this morning? Okay, so Lord willing, tonight, we're gonna pray for the sick. Tonight, if you have a handkerchief or something you want us to pray over as a point of contact, go read it out of Acts 19, 11, and 12. We're going to lay them here, we're going to pray, and you're going to take them back and watch what God does in your family or whoever it is, okay? We love you, we honor you in Jesus' name. May the Lord of glory bless you, may he keep you, may the countenance of God radiate upon you and bring you peace. Jesus is king. Jesus is king, and the devil is still a liar.
1: Amen. Amen. Hallelujah! As he was talking about that right at the end, I, my 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 best friend that I know, Brother David know Gary Sapp up in West Monroe, years ago, made a statement, a simple statement that just shook my world. He said, "God will get it to you if He can get it through you." And many times, when something extra comes in our pocket. We we immediately start thinking how how am I going to spend this? What am I going? I'm going to go splurge. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do that. And and I remember I heard him say that, and in a service in and I said I've never thought about it that way. And and somebody walked up after the service, and put a hundred dollar bill in my hand. Said I wanted to bless you, and I just put it in my pocket. I didn't look at it at the time, and then. Afterwards, I got home. I pulled it out. It's $100. Oh, man. And I I, I immediately started thinking about me. And then I heard that voice. God will get it to you if he can get it through you. I said, oh, yeah. This ain't for me. That's for somebody else. Or that's for something else. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you. So I immediately gave that $100 to mission work. Two days later, here come $200. And I thought, oh, this is the blessing. I get this. And the Lord said, if I can get it to you, I'll get it to you if I can get it through you. And I was like, Do I get to keep half? (laughs) You know the first hundred, you know. But I heard that voice. I said, "Lord, let's go on to missions." Gave it to missions. About four days went by, and I'm I'm not kidding. This is several years ago. Five hundred dollars come in. I said, "Lord, this is more than double." Do I get to keep part of this? He said, you can do whatever you want. He said, but I got it to you. Now what are you going to do with it? But I had made a commitment. I said, Lord, I've not looked at it that way before. I said, I, and I remembered the statement by Larry Burkett, who's going to be with the Lord now, died several years ago, started Christian Financial Concepts. And I'll never forget, he said, he defined a biblical statement of what is rich. He said, you take what it takes to meet your basic needs. I'm not talking about living in poverty, but basic needs where you meet the needs of your family and needs. And he said, everything above that is wealth. And I said, man, that's, so different because so many people today as soon as they get a raise they just go out and get a more expensive vehicle with a bigger note or they get another vehicle with another note and this and that look I'm not criticizing anybody or anything like that I've had people say to me pastor why you drive around old cars I said because they still run good and they're paid for and I'm not going in debt I'm just not going in debt and uh and, and I said, if you know, if God wants to bless me with another vehicle, He'll bless me. But I'm I'm content. The Bible says, learn to be content in whatever state you find yourself. I said, Well, I find myself in the state of Louisiana pastoring a church in Lafayette, and I'm content. But I but I'm telling you folks, God God is looking for people to raise up to be pillars in the church. Because we're We're living in a a time that's shaky, and if the people of God are shaky, something's wrong because our God is not shaky. He is not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the sure foundation himself. He's the rock on which we build ourselves. We find ourselves. He, he is the anchor in the time of difficulty and storms. He's the tower in which we run to. And he will take care of us. Father, we just thank you that your word is so true. And I thank you, God, that you are raising up pillars in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. That you're raising up pillars right here at Life Church in Lafayette also and I thank you for their blessings they're being blessings and it is such a joy for me to watch them and especially several in the last few years who have just just they're growing and you could see them Lord just maturing into that which you have desired but God We can stop the process by saying, that's enough. That's far enough. Or we can say, Lord, I want to go deeper. I want to go further with you. Teach me through your Holy Spirit the things that you desire for my life. You cannot grow by trying to compare yourself to somebody else. Because what God wants for you is different than what they, He wants for them. What is God speaking to you about? And if you're here this morning and you're just saying, ready, Lord, I want to be a pillar in your church. I want to be a pillar in the body of Christ. Here I am use me Lord, work on me Lord, do what you need to do in me Lord. I want you right where you're at, just just lift your hand right now. You're going on record with God. Holy Spirit's putting your name in the book right now. Father, thank you. Here's the building blocks, here's the ones who are saying use me. Now, Holy Spirit, go to work in them, doing the Father's purpose in their lives. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Listen, I want to just tell you, if you're going out to eat, be a blessing to whoever. Listen, I used to be in the restaurant business. I used to run a steakhouse. And I'd see the church people coming, and my servers would cringe, especially on Sunday nights when churches used to have Sunday night service. Because they would come in, and they would leave their tables a total wreck. Food all over the floor, all over the tables, all over. They were mean-spirited to the servers, And then they would leave a tract on the table for a tip and say, get saved. I saw it so many times. (laughs) I had a server come to me. She says, I know you're a Christian, but you're not like them. I said, no, I don't want nothing to do with them. She said, look what they left me. And it was a tract folded over that looked like a $100 bill. And when they opened it up, it told them how to get saved, that material things weren't. I said, who gave it to you? She said, them people paying the bill right there, right now. I said, you want me to take it back to them? She said, let me do it. I said, have at them. She went up there and she tore that thing up and threw it in their face. And I, she came back, and I said, I'm sorry for you. I said, but not every believer is like that. But I'm serious. I, I saw it Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And they'd say, oh, hurry up before the church crowd comes. Well, I think you ought to just be a blessing to those that you, you're there. And look, I can't tell you how many times my order's been wrong. Don't get mean and nasty. Just say, you know, they'll say, is everything okay? And I'll say, well, not really. But that's all right. I said, oh, we'll make it right. That's fine. But don't get mean and nasty about it. Because I'm telling you, they got a hard job. You know why? They're dealing with people. Come on now. They're dealing with people and they got issues at home too I'll never forget when I was in Foley, Alabama in fact we drove to Pensacola to eat I was with a pastor and his wife we ate a little fish house there and when the server came with the food the pastor looked up to her and said what's your name? and she told him and she said, would you join us as we pray the blessing over this food? she was shocked she said you want me to do what? She said, just join with me as we pray over our food and we're so thankful that you're our server. She was shell-shocked and, and we prayed and she said, I have never had anybody ask me to do that before. She came back afterwards when we were leaving, she said, I can't tell you what that did for me. She said, you made my day. And I thought, simple people praying just simply, Lord, bless the food and bless our server today and let her be have a blessed day. Man, I'm telling you, she said it just changed her whole day, outlook on the whole day. I don't know why I need to say that. I felt like I needed to. I bless you folks in the name of Jesus. We love you so much. And I hope that you come back tonight because we're going to see miracles take place, continue to take place in Jesus' name. Amen. Ushers are at the back door. If you want to bless their ministry, please just put it in the bag. Thank you very much. We'll see you tonight.